It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 149 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotic. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. Yes, we will. Good morning. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good, how are you doing, honey? I'm hanging in there. Yeah? I have good moments and bad moments. Right? Well, grieving Mm -hmm. is an adventure. There's nothing else. Oh, that's for boy. Sure. You know? Boy. I didn't <laughs> sign like, up for this ever. adventure. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this one, though. So, whoopsie. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll think I'll, I'm, I'll be fine. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm just doing fine. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm crying. Like, it's just um, it's really, really hard. But anyway, today we have an exciting show We are talking with board-certified family and integrative medicine practitioner and author of BodyWise, Discovering Your Body's Intelligence for Lifelong Health and Healing, Dr. Rachel Abrams. So excited. Uh, We're talking to her about truly listening to your body to find out what it needs to heal. And Tiffany and I say this on every show, and we're going to repeat that statement probably five times throughout the show today, but we are so excited to talk to somebody and connect with someone who who feels what we feel and says what we say and and, is, and who gets it and who <laughs> right. wrote a book about it. So we're really, really thrilled. <laughs> also, I want, for sure. I wanted to, um, to tell everybody that thyroid refresh, our, our um, flagship product is launching. The cart opens September 20th. So excited. So That's exciting. like eight days away. Uh, thyroid 30, it's a 30-day it's a wellness adventure, and it's dedicated to helping thyroid patients achieve, you know, a higher quality of life through thyroid-supportive diet and lifestyle practices. And basically, for 30 days, you and your teammates track your score among eight different areas of thyroid-healthy living that we call the eight daily rituals or the eight R's. And as you track your score, uh, you connect with teammates. And uh, you'll have the opportunity to receive badges and rewards. And um, it's really very, very cool. We're so excited. Um, You know, it's something Jenny and I have been working on for over a year now. And it's it's big. It's exciting. It's really cool. And it's really fun. And the feedback we're getting is amazing. So, um, yeah, you have to check it out. Go to thyroidrefresh.com or check us out on Facebook the thyroid refresh page. Uh, if you click on, uh, learn more, I think it is, um, it will send you directly to a place where you can sign up to get more information. And, um, I can't wait. So excited. It's going to be really, really cool. We're going to have four. It is really cool. We're going to have four wellness adventures a year. And, uh, the first one, uh, the cart opens September 20th and closes September 30th. So you'll have 10 days to sign up and the game actually starts October 7th. So we'll have 30 days of fun and support and community. Cannot wait. 
right? No more no, no, no's. This is positive and a happy, loving, supportive thyroid adventure. It's the first of its kind. It's very cool. It's very cool. We're an all-inclusive adventure. (laughs) Right. 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 Exactly. Of course, Dana and I want you to check out thriveprobiotic.com. Very unique, spore-based, which is totally different. Uh, Gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, all the mandatory minimums. Please check them out. They are proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, symptoms of leaky gut. Very good probiotic, thriveprobiotic.com. Make sure to check them out. Yeah. And you know what? Like she is already with us. So let's get the thyroid nation thriving. Good morning, Dr. Abrams. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm fabulous. Thank you. Can you hear us okay? You sound loud and clear. I can hear you loud and clear. And where are you calling in from? From Santa Cruz, California. Oh, boy. Just up the road from you, Tiff. Right? Just up the road. I'm in Joshua Tree. Oh, how great. Yeah, it's an unbelievably beautiful day. And I'm looking out at the ocean, and there's whales and dolphins in it, and the fish are feeding. It's kind of spectacular. Oh, my heavens. You must take a picture for us. (laughs) <laughs> did you put your feeties in the sand this morning and and do a morning meditation on the beach oh i did not but i did last night <laughs> okay so cool. that counts last night. very cool so a little lunar meditation that's very cool yeah i feel very blessed well, before we get started on your amazingness, Dan and I are big fans, but we always love to hear a little bit about you. Even if it goes back into childhood, what what made you come to this point and be a physician and, and to write body-wise? What did you learn? And uh, we just love to get to know you a little bit. Sure. So I am, uh, I've been in California a long time. I came to college out here, but I'm originally from southern Illinois, and I come from oh, families wow. of farmers. And, uh, you know, I spent my whole childhood in the woods, primarily because my mom was busy and <laughs> she's just doing outside. Um, and uh, I always was interested in healing. My dad was a pastor and I was quite, I had a, I was a spiritual kid, um, but I also was hugely interested in nature and in science and wanted to go into medicine really early. Um, And I was just thinking back when I applied to college, I actually wrote my essay on mind, body, spirit, wellness, which is funny because that's what I'm still doing. So I'm oddly one of those people who knew early um, and I just, I love what I do. So I'm a family practice doc. I see patients, babies to hundred year olds in my practice, men and women. And um, I do integrative medicine, which is in addition to regular medicine, which I do love and use, uh, though it is my practice to try to limit uh, medications if we can. Um, I also talk in depth, kind of like an old time family doc, about their lives and their jobs and their relationships and where they live and what their influences are and the environment that they're in and how they eat and how they move and whether they sleep and whether they have love uh, in their lives because all of those things are so pertinent to their health and well-being in every way. So really no matter who is in my office and I get a whole variety of people and I certainly get a lot of people with thyroid disease and a lot of people with autoimmune disease. 
um, because they're not served very well in Western medicine often, um, then those questions are still fundamental. So I feel like what I'm doing is, uh, you know, getting to know who this person is and what's possible for them and then holding out that opportunity and offering them the tools they need to heal themselves. And it's, uh, you know, it's an adventure. Yeah, it sounds like an adventure. All I keep picturing is uh, Doc Hollywood. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie with Michael J. Fox, but he's <laughs> I in, love his, that movie. He's in his station wagon, <laughs> you know, driving around, the ambulance station wagon. He's driving around, and, and one little old lady is like, I can't see anything. She's got her glasses on, and he takes them off and, and just cleans her, la- her glasses off and puts them back on, and she's all better, you know. But I can picture you, um, you know, how fabulous, you know, that you d- dive into to all that good stuff because that really is, you know, that's what it's all about. And too bad life is kind of the way it is now where doctors can't do home visits and things like that because then you get to see how they live and, you know, their environment and things. But anyway, it just made me think of that. So I can picture you now, you know, doing the whole Doc Hollywood driving around in your ambulance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing a lot of driving around. But, uh, but, but yes, um, and, and what I like about it is that, Sometimes it is that simple, like somebody can't hear and they have wax in their ear, but uh, more typically I'm getting people with incredibly complex Mm -hmm. issues, um, autoimmune disease and multiple allergies or chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or autoimmune thyroid disease or, uh, you know, lots of symptoms that nobody can name or GI distress. And we're just so fortunate that we live in such a rich time where we have available so many tools with which to help people. Um, certainly the fundamentals that I just talked about are always important, but then sometimes we need to look at gut flora. And sometimes we need to do nutritional testing. And, you know, there are lots of ways that we can help people get better that don't um, contain toxins, you know. And, I mean, I love drugs when I need them, and I do use them when I right. need them. But I try not to because every drug has a side effect, and the side effects often require more drugs, and I'd really rather not get into that if we don't need to. 100%. We totally agree. (laughs) It's funny. That sounds so simple and yet so logical, and yet for some reason it's so missed so often. Why do you think that is? It's almost like, you know, I love the, the premise of the family doctor, and I love the fact that you look at the body as a whole, the person as a whole. I can't even imagine how it's possible in this specialized medicine society to be able to nail it when they're missing the body as a whole. You know, all these different specialties, and, and sometimes it can, the origin can be something fairly simple. You know, you talk about love and and all of these different things. It's just your job must be fascinating. I, I it just must be totally fascinating. Your nighttime ritual at the moon must be exceptional. <laughs> what you've seen in a day, you know. Well, when I was raising my kids, they're all grown and out of the house now. But um, you know, the dinner table was the big sharing place for stories. Who came in today? And what happened? And you know, keeping right. privacy, um, right. we would tell stories. But. Um, but I, I feel so fortunate, and I really think that the reason that most doctors are not doing this, because there are a lot of good doctors out there. There are a lot of well-trained people, and, and it's like we hand them all these tools and we develop this amazing diagnostician while beating them up in the process a bit, um, but still, and then we give them 10 minutes where one is spent looking at the right. patient and the other nine are spent looking at the keyboard. 
it's like you just you just right. took away all of their ability you know the ability to really notice and look at the body and the facial expression and what they're not saying as well as what they're saying you know and then on your way out the door at, at minute 12 they talk about the childhood abuse that is responsible for the symptoms that they're having you know it's just right. it's a it the system does not allow for the kind of medicine that we need and it's it's sad because it's not only a disservice to patients, it's a disservice to our whole country because it's more expensive. You know, if we then, you know, give that person Prozac on the way out and then by the way, they have, you know, now their mood is flattened. And so now they're on a stimulant and now, you know, it just goes on and on and on and it's actually expensive. So, you know, I don't know when we're going to have real reform to the way we do healthcare in this country, but um, I'm ready for it. It's coming. I, I can feel it, you know, because, you know, that woman who's being handed Prozac that goes home to an abusive, unsupportive, unloving relationship is not getting yeah. better. And she, she may be going back and taking the Prozac, but it's not healing her. She's not well. And we've hit a point, Dana, and I can tell you where they're demanding more. They're like, this is, this is just not, and, and that's an awesome thing. Because it is patients that are going to end up demanding more from the physicians and the physicians yep. are going to have to change or they're not going to have a job. It's, it's yeah. that simple. Right. And how yep. we do that is very bad for, for docs because there's lots of restrictions on insurance and there's, you know, incredible student loans. And, you know, just as a shout out to all the docs up there, physician suicide is at an all time high. So it's not easy for the physicians either. They're not no. happy with the structure. We're just not exactly sure how to get out of it all. Yeah, I would say that that's true. And there are a lot of bright spots. So integrative medicine, which is my specialty, well, family practice and integrative medicine, is now an official board certified medical specialty, meaning that just like pulmonology or cardiology or gastroenterology, you do fellowship training and then you're a specialized physician. So I feel like we're making strides in the right direction. We're starting to pay attention. You know, the Mayo Clinic now has a functional medicine department that was so overwhelmed by patients. They massively expanded last year. So I feel like we are on the verge of a healthcare revolution. And then, you know, thank God. And I know you have talked about the gut microbiome on your show and how important that is and related to autoimmune disease and the immune system in general and cancer and all kinds of things um, that, that there's now research on that at almost every major medical university in the country, right? This is no longer the weirdo holistic doctors like myself talking about this. Um, it's, it's in fact, you know, major, uh, you know, researchers all over the country. So I feel like we are actually moving in the right direction and people are starting to understand the influence of the environmental chemicals that we're using on the body, on the microbiome, you know, on uh, the increasing rates of allergy and autoimmune uh, disease among children, for example. Um, I think we're, we're, we're getting a handle on it. So I feel like we're moving uh, at least from a scientific point of view, in the right direction. And then we just had to figure out how to provide health care in a way that is humane, both to the, the providers um, and to patients, so that we can heal ourselves. You know, I want to, if you don't mind, um, I want to kind of back up a little bit. We love your TEDx talk. Um, I want to oh, kind of start you. a little bit from, you know, 
just listening to it and, and whatever, reading, um, I want to start back there, if you don't mind telling us, you know, kind of where we're missing out and, you know, um, as yeah. humans. Yeah. So that talk really came out of many years of practice, and it is kind of what I call the five fundamentals of health in my book, Body Wise, um, and that I talk all my patients through. So the first one is eat. So what you put in your mouth is a huge deal. I know you two talk about that quite a bit on your show, um, but it is cannot be uh, overemphasized, you know. And I finally, you know, people talk about how food is medicine, and I finally really understood this for the first time a handful of years ago when I thought about all the chemicals that are in a tomato, for example. You know, it's a very complex plants are very complex and there's all kinds of phytochemical signals within that plant. And, but when you eat a tom- well, let's not use a tomato because it's a little more complicated, but let's say spinach. Um, but when you eat something like that, it has all of these uh, signals to the body that are anti-inflammatory, that are calming, that are cell building. Whereas when you eat a processed, like you decide, you know, you swing by McDonald's on the way to work and you get an egg McMuffin. Um, there is so much, there are so many chemicals in that that are not natural that also have signals for the body. Every single one of those components has an impact. It's just that the impact that the egg McMuffin has is increasing inflammation, increasing cortisol, increasing lipids, increasing blood pressure. I mean, it's really, um, it's enormous what we eat. It has this uh, phenomenal influence on how we feel. And I'm sure you two have talked to people who just by changing their diets have cured themselves of all kinds of things. It's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Um, I do think that we are a little nuts in our country about diet. And I actually hate the word diet um, Mm -hmm. because uh, people, you know, it's one fad diet after another. Oh, there's, you know, absolutely no gluten. Oh, there's, you know, only raw vegan. Oh, only paleo. Oh, only. Um, and it drives me nuts because it makes, it makes people obsessive and anxious and it mm-hmm. limits their social contacts. So, you know, if I put somebody on a restricted diet, which I will occasionally do depending on their condition, I know that now they can't go out to dinner with their friends or they're going to have trouble at Thanksgiving this year. I mean, those are real impacts. So our social connection can be as important for our health as what we eat. So, so I, I do want to, you know, with a pause, the whole point of body wise is that you should really listen inside yourself for what works for you and your body now. And that may not be the same as what worked for you last year. And it may be very different from your girlfriend who does great on this particular diet, but you feel terrible. You know, people's bodies are genetically and environmentally unique. So we have to actually listen to ourselves in terms of um, what we eat and, and being smart about diet and realizing what works for us and what doesn't work for us. So Eat. That was a long-winded, long-winded discussion of the first fundamental no, and then I, the second. I know Dan and I are both shaking our head just in complete agreement because, you know, everybody forgets how quickly stress can kill you. You know, you might be gluten-free. You might be doing all of these things, quote-unquote, right for you, but you're unhappy in every social situation and you feel restricted and, you know, and then that stress will kill you before possibly just going into a social situation and enjoying yourself restrictively to a certain amount. You don't have to 
you know, completely go, you know, nuts, but there's unhappiness that, that can kill you long before, I don't know, it's just my personal two cents, but that mm-hmm. can kill you long before, you know, dietary slips. <laughs> yeah, know. no, I, I agree with you. And, you know, it's a different situation if you have, say, celiac disease, um, and there course, are people right, with right, celiac right. disease, right? And they really do need to not eat gluten. But the majority right. of people have sensitivities, you know? And, I mean, it always cracks me up when my gluten-free patients go to Italy. And then they just eat pasta the whole time. And they're fine. Right. <laughs> you know, and they all, right. Everybody says, oh, it's because the wheat grains are different there. And that is true. The wheat grains are different there. But it's also true mm-hmm. that they're on vacation. And they're happy. <laughs> and they're having fun. And they're enjoying their food. And, you know, I mean, I don't think you can overemphasize how much our emotions and our minds and our bodies also affect our immune system. It's psychoneuroimmunology. So, you know, I think being easy on ourselves in every way that we can is a good idea. Um, And too much strictness typically does not work for people. It certainly doesn't work long term. Um, So, yeah, eating and the complexities of eating and our crazy society around women eating and bodies is a a challenge to navigate for sure. Um, And then uh, the second fundamental of health is sleep which a lot of people struggle with and we certainly can talk uh, about that at more length if you'd like to uh and Absolutely. i would particularly say, in a thyroid community lots of oh yeah. yeah yeah um and then the uh third one is move so basically you know how active are you during the day and in what particular ways and in what varied ways Uh, including are you sitting, standing, moving around, are you sitting just completely in one place at a desk all day? Um, And then the fourth one is love and connection. And as I said before, love and connection turns out to be a more important influence on health than what you eat, than whether you smoke cigarettes. Um, It's actually huge. So, you know, people leave my office sometimes with a prescription to go out on a date or to get a massage or to get a dog (laughs) just because – um, the feeling of uh, isolation is terrible for the system. Cortisol goes up, tissue breaks down. You know, we're pack animals. We are human animals, and we're not really made to be alone. So um, I help think people think quite a bit about their community and uh, their loved ones. <clears throat> and, in fact, the more contacts you have with communities outside of yourself, the less likely you are to get sick at all and the less likely you are to die. It actually increases longevity enormously when you have at least five active communities in your life. Um, And then the last one is purpose, which is really that question of why am I here? Why am I here on the planet? And it just makes good sense that if you have a sense of purpose and it doesn't need to be glorified, you know, it could be, I'm taking care of my three cats and I bring groceries to my neighbor. You know, it doesn't need to be fancy. But having a sense of purpose really makes the whole body go yes to life. Um, And if you're not going yes to life, then your neurochemistry and your hormones are not on board to support life. And we need that. So, um, So those are the five fundamentals. Eat, sleep, move, love, and purpose. And I talk about all of those extensively in BodyWise and pretty much in my TED Talk and wherever I teach. Well, I love how you said we're human am- animals, you know. I mean, really, and, and that's one of the things I loved about your, your TED Talk was that um, 
you know, you really started from the beginning. You know, we we weren't really meant to eat half the things that are on most menus. Right, you know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 kind of scary. And so I love that you bring it back to that because I think people forget that because we're all modernized and you know, it's like we but we aren't. I think you said something like everything around us around us has changed in the last ten thousand years, except for we haven't changed. I think that's, that's one of the things right changed. Said. You know, right. and it's so true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and I think that when we really, people are smart, you know. People understand we're not supposed to eat donuts and, you know, <laughs> people get it. Um, but then we do it anyway, right? So that the question is really, why do we do what we do? Um, which is why I think I have success in my practice because I take time to hear about the, the why, and everybody has one, you know, nobody's purposely acting uh, against their own best interests. They're, they, they, in some piece of them, believe that what they're doing is in their interest because they feel bad and eating the donut makes them feel better briefly, you know. And that's true. It does. You know, sugar is interesting that way. It has a big dopamine response in the brain. But it's a matter of really getting your whole body on board um, and as you said, our physiology hasn't changed for about 10,000 years, but our environment has dramatically changed. So the more we can get in alignment with what we were built for, simple things like going to bed when it's dark, um, maybe not at 5 p.m. in the middle of the winter, but, you know, not staying up till 2 in the morning if we can help it, um, and getting up right. when it's light. And, you know, we were made to sleep 8 to 10 hours a night. I don't know. I hardly know anybody who sleeps that much. The average amount of sleep in the U.S. is just over six hours, and it has enormous detrimental consequences, um, especially for folks with chronic illness. Um, lack of sleep is the biggest aging factor for the cells in the body. Um, so just sleeping, and when I always talk with my patients about this because they inevitably get better if we can get them sleeping enough and having good quality sleep. Um, it's, a, it's an enormous factor. Um, and when you sleep, it also means lots of things about your body, like you can actually relax and let go because you feel safe enough, for example. So sleep is, sleep is complex. Um, and then we have this society that makes sleep really difficult because of overstimulation, because of artificial light, mm -hmm. because of the blue light on the computer and on the phone that reduces our melatonin and makes it difficult to go to sleep. Um, the noises around us, the stress. A lot of people sleep with their phone by the side of their bed. And I have done this. I'm not saying this in, a, as an, in an accusatory way. Um, but your phone is now your work, right? It's where you do your, your business calls or your emails or you're paying your bills or your phone is now. It's like you took your desk, your whole desk, and you stuck it next to your bed. And then you said, okay, go to relax and go to sleep. You know, it just doesn't work very well. So we have to treat ourselves like you would your dog, really. You know, like, oh, what does my dog need to be settled? Oh, it needs a comfortable bed, and it needs to be dark, and it needs to, you know, what does my dog need to eat? Oh, well, let me look at the nutrients that are necessary for my dog to do well. Oh, I'm going to give my dog bad dog food. I mean, it sounds silly, but we don't nurture ourselves in that same way, and we are animals too. You know, we need the same kinds of things other animals need. Um, and the better we do at paying attention to this particular body and physiology and what it was made for, 
um, the happier we are and the healthier we are. Wow. Mm. Tiffany, Tiffany and I say this, you know, on every show, um, <laughs> you know, that you need to listen to your, uh, your own body and be mindful of, of what it is telling you. And then today we were talking and we said, you know, because your book is, you know, so profound and, and, and whatever we were, we were thinking, not only do you need to listen, but you need to do, you need to do those yeah. things. You need to listen yeah. to it and don't just go, okay, hey, I heard you. Thanks. And then right. just go There's about your day. There's that know these things, right, that know these things that are just not implementing them. You know, the, the busy schedules, the moms with all the school and activities, and they're just, they're just running, you know, and then they get to the end of the day and they're just too pooped, and then they wake up and they do it all again. Like there's no, what do you say to, to that woman? Well, I would say that woman is my typical patient, you know, whether she's right. working at work or she's working at home, you know, women are usually all about, uh, you know, making it happen <clears throat> for other people, whether mm-hmm. they're single or not. And um, if they have kids, making it happen for the kids and thinking of their own needs last. Um, and, you know, gosh, I-, I have to say as someone who worked and raised three kids, and, uh, you know, had a family that it's, it's not easy. I think it's silly to pretend that somehow it's easy and only if you made better choices, everything would be okay. <laughs> um, that's not right. necessarily true. And there's no sense guilting yourself about it. Um, but your kids will do better. And your marriage, if you're married, would do better. And your community will benefit. And your work environment will benefit if you are choosing to care for your body, I mean, this is, I really think that the, um, the benefits to what we're talking about are so far beyond what most people understand, like your ability to concentrate and be creative um, in your creative work, whether that's at home or at work or, you know, whatever you do is, is amazing when you're rested. Or when you said no to the next holiday party or you, you know, just didn't feel well that morning. And people with chronic illnesses, this is particularly important. Um, I know you guys sometimes talk about chronic fatigue on your show. You know, the hallmark of chronic fatigue is I do too much and then I'm exhausted. Um, so right. they have very little leeway. Um, and I like to think of that as sort of the final destination in a life where, I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a what we call multifactorial. It's caused by multiple things. But um, the not listening is almost always a part of it, um, the pushing, 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 and then the body just says no. So we don't want to get to that point. <laughs> we would like to listen earlier. And the other thing I would say is that the body is very forgiving. Like if you are a busy person and you decide, okay, all I'm going to do, I listened to, you know, Tiffany and Dana this morning, and I'm just going to, at my desk, close my eyes and take five minutes to take a deep breath before I move on to the next thing. It has huge benefits, right? I mean, I used to, my morning meditation used to be, I wake up and I lie in bed for five minutes and I give gratitude for what I'm grateful for. I, and then I, I develop it, uh, some kind of intention for my day and I ask for help with it. That was my whole meditation. It took five minutes. That's all I could manage in my life. 
but it made a huge difference because just that intention would occur to me in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be easy on myself because I don't feel good. Oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, it, so much of what we do has to do with our attitude. And some of what we're talking about isn't actually massive behavioral change. It's little things. It's the intention to be right. kind to oneself, right? It's the intention to listen. And it always starts with listening and not doing it, like any habit change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I notice my body says it's full and I'm going to eat seven more bites of the peach cobbler anyway um, because I want to. And that's okay. I mean, that's how we all, that's how we all start, right? And then we try to have four bites next time instead of seven. And, you know, we do the best we can. And, and with a lot of forgiveness. Um, my husband uh, had the privilege of working with the Dalai Lama on a book called The Book of Joy. And I got to be oh, with cool. them during the oh. filming and the interview for that. And one of the more interesting pieces for me was that into, the Dalai Lama had a hard time understanding how in the United States, and I would say also in Europe, that people don't like themselves, that people are self-critical, you know, because the entire Tibetan tradition is based on, oh, well, you know how you love yourself? Well, that's how you use your basis for loving other people. And people here don't love themselves. Right. And he, right. he couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand it. It is, it is odd. It is culturally odd. Um, that we, and I think it has to do uh, certainly with um, cultural mores and values uh, that we have, but also with the isolation and the lack of community and, um, you know, the competition that is innate to our living. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? We each can have a part in reversing that because you know when your girlfriend or your guy friend says you know what I was gonna I was gonna go volunteer for that you know school field trip but I decided not to because I just needed to take a nap today I mean doesn't make you happy (laughs) (laughs) I mean it, it makes me go oh god thank you for doing that because that gives me permission to do that thank you for choosing to care for yourself so that it's not so foreign and difficult for the rest of us. Yeah. Right. No, really. I mean, more more people need to do that. Jump on the bandwagon. Right. And not in a Let's, you got to do another thing kind of way. No. Right? Not like just here's another <laughs> item on your another to-do list. Expectation. Right, 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 right. Right. Let me like ask in you a, a really Yeah, no, go, go for it. In the thyroid yeah. community and of course many thyroid patients are autoimmune what just give us a random percentage of how much lifestyle plays in the thyroid condition a challenged thyroid condition oh this is a really this is a tough question that we don't actually have an answer to so I'm going to start there so anything I say is just guessing from my own clinical experience we just Um, want a Dr. Abrams clinical clinical opinion (laughs) Um, the thing that's complicated about this is there are aspects of your environment you control, like what you put in your, well, sometimes, you know, what you put in your mouth, but there are aspects that you don't control, like the chemicals that were used in the yard next door or on the field, you know, that your house is adjacent to, or, you know, the plane that's flying with uh, pesticide overhead. And thyroid 
is one of those things that has a strong correlation with toxin exposure. And we are exposed to a lot of toxins. So that is, I suppose, environment, right? But it's not chosen lifestyle in the same way sleep and food are for most people, um, recognizing that some people don't have choice about their sleep and their food because they're barely making it um, and working hard. But, um, but in terms of, you know, it, it's kind of like saying because the symptoms of thyroid disease are basically almost the same as the symptoms of depression or of adrenal fatigue or of menopause for that matter, it's, they're very generalized because the thyroid is so central to the body. It's such an old organ. Um, you know, it goes way back in our uh, development. I believe it's in lizards, for example. Mm. Um, it's just a very ancient, generalized uh, organ in the body. That the thyroid condition is influenced by everything we do intensely. So um, if we're talking about how you feel being someone, let's say, who has low-functioning thyroid, hypothyroid, um, and we give you adequate medication for that or treat it in whatever way you're treating it and your numbers look okay but you still feel bad, you know, you can get your numbers in the right place but still not be sleeping, eating well, getting some exercise, and still have all the symptoms of hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. because they're generalized. So it's massively environmentally influenced. Um, And that said, you know, and thyroid is a little bit controversial in the integrative world. I'm a big fan of treating thyroid if you have it, Um, at least, you know, while you're trying to heal it in other ways. uh, I have not seen people do well when they decide not to treat and their numbers look terrible. You know, it's one of those, it's one, it's one of those conditions that I just, it's not that I haven't seen people heal their thyroid because I have, um, but it's the exception, not the rule. Uh, And wow, it's miserable to have low thyroid function. It just affects everything. So, um, you know, I'm, I am a fan of, treating it since we have such easy, simple, oh, us effective treatments. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And Definitely. sometimes it can just help people think clearer. Yeah. You feel even just a little bit better to be able to think clearer, make better decisions. And then as you heal, your necessity for thyroid medication will go down. And then if if that works out where you and your physician decide that, okay, maybe it's possible for you to stop it, then, then you stop it, you know. And if it's not, then you don't. But we are huge yeah. fans of, yeah, of medicating, for sure. Even, even in the presence of, of antibodies without, you know, a TSH, you know, TSH is still in a normal range, but yet antibodies can be three, four, five, six hundred and still have a normal TSH a lot of times that can make people relieve a lot of the symptoms that are there as well. I mean, I'm a, I don't know yeah. about Dana, but I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh yeah. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's not a and done deal. deal. It's not, not a done not deal. A done deal. You know? I mean, it's, I think that's the scariest really, part is most people go, if I go on medication that I'm not going to be able to go off because they get told by their physician that once you're on, you're always on. That is not a true statement. Yeah. Well, you know, anytime anyone says anything in medicine with the word always, it's pretty much <laughs> untrue. Because people like are different. 
I love that. People are different. So, yeah. And then the other thing that's, uh, I think, being body-wise around thyroid condition is really important because I don't know about your experience with all your uh, fans and your site, but my experience is that different thyroid medications work for different people. Um, and you can't oh, say, sure. oh, yeah, this one's always better and this one's worse. It's like, well, it's better for some people. It's not better for other people. It depends on the person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little bit of an experiment, finding a good fit. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I could just hug you. It's just, (laughs) it's so simple (laughs) and so logical, but yet it's just for, for so many physicians and patients, it's, it's so complex. I don't, I don't know. It's, you make it it sound beautifully easy, which it it really is. It can be the the right circumstances. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because it does all seem, it does all seem very overwhelming, but when, what you just said made me feel like, okay, I've got a pep in my step now. I can do right. this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, you know, I would love to. Treat? I don't know oh, about. No, no. I was going to say, yeah. I would love to just on your five hallmarks of wellness, be able to take the thyroid community and have a tip, your favorite tip of wellness for each one before we let you go. If that makes sense with the thyroid sure. patient in mind. Dana, is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that just because, of course, we want you to get the book as well, but we would love to have, you know, doc, you know, in other words, for eating, what is your favorite thyroid tip um, for those patients? And then take each one. Yeah. So I would say for thyroid disease, which is sometimes autoimmune, um, that avoiding toxins becomes really important. Um, so I think eating as best you can um, with t- complete acknowledgement that not everybody can afford to eat organic, for sure. Right. Um, but, you know, growing your food when you can is fantastic um, and easy and fun if you have dirt in which to do it or pots on your porch um, mm-hmm. or on your, you know, if, if you have access to dirt. Um, and trying, uh, trying to eat things that are organic and then paying attention to which things really matter. So the highest concentration of pesticides, for example, is in berries and apples, which are wonderful foods for thyroid because they're so packed with phytonutrients. Um, but berries that are not organic are absolutely covered in pesticides. Um, so much so that the, and I live in the biggest berry picking county in the nation, pretty much. I think something like 90% of the nation's berries come from here, which is wonderful. Wow. But, you know, the rates of cancer among the farm worker families are huge um, because the moms and dads come home with those pesticides on their clothes and they cuddle their kids and their kids have high rates of cancer. So this is not hmm. a small thing. It's actually a big thing. So making sure that the things that have the highest pesticide content, berries, apples, and there's a wonderful list of this uh, on Environmental Working Group, ewg.org, if anybody's interested. And they have a wonderful app that you can have on your phone, and they call it the Dirty Dozen, so the Uh highest pesticide uh, produce. And then they have the Clean 15, I think they call it. So the ones that have low amounts of pesticides, like avocados, which are expensive and also wonderful for thyroid because they have um, sustained energy, they have healthy fat, they're anti-inflammatory, don't have to be organic. 
Um, and of course, we right. want to support the organic industry if we can afford to. But if you can't afford right. to, then that's one that you can buy that's not organic and still feel good about because it doesn't have that many pesticides. It's got that big, thick skin on it. So I think that, you know, my number one thing would be fruits and vegetables and organic. And then it's worth, it's worth saying that it is more important, despite what I've just said, it is more important to eat meat and milk that is organic than it is to eat fruits and vegetables that are organic. And the reason is that your friendly cow that you're either eating the meat or you're uh, drinking the milk or eating the dairy products from the milk um, eats a truckload of grain in its lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that grain all has pesticide on it if it's not organic. And then it bioconcentrates that, meaning that that is fat-soluble pesticide, and it stays in the flesh of the cow and the fat of the cow. It only Mm. comes out in milk or stays in the meat. So uh, eating organic becomes, uh, it's just so much more concentrated in milk and meat than it is in fruits and vegetables. So um, eating uh, organic milk, which is now pretty widely available in the U.S. It wasn't when my kids were young, but it is now, which is awesome. Um, And then organic meat as best you can, very helpful. And, you know, I have lots of families where they get their, meat if they eat meat they get their meat um you know once a year they buy a quarter of a cow or they buy you know they keep it in the deep freezer they try try to make it a little bit more affordable long term so food fruits and vegetables organic when at all possible focusing on the places where it makes the biggest impact and then the second thing we talked about was sleep and i think i would say you know whatever you need to do to get good quality sleep uh, you know, for most people, the average they need is eight hours. If you've got autoimmune disease, you might need 10. You know, people are different, but if you've got active autoimmune disease, whether that is arthritis, thyroid disease, um, you know, skin disease, sometimes you need more than that because your body's just fatigued from the ongoing immune onslaught. Um, but you have to get enough sleep that as best you can, you feel rested when you wake up in the morning. And that is complex, right? You know, women in the mid-40s to uh, late 50s often have menopausal issues that are impacting sleep. All of that can be dealt with. I talk about this in detail and body-wise. It is also uh, the case that you got to find a quiet, comfortable place to sleep and not have your phone by your bedside as we talked about turn off your computer and your phone or at least get a filter for them that lightens that blue light that just suppresses your melatonin and turns it amber uh, before bed. Uh, Very helpful. And then stopping work before bed. You know, people like to do email when they wake up in the middle of the night. It's a terrible idea because then your mind is active (laughs) and you can't go back to sleep and now you've been exposed to light and now you have no melatonin. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a terrible feedback. When I say we have so many to, people that can't sleep, they just they just jump on their phone immediately. You know, I right. think for me, right? For me, I'm gonna because I keep my phone on the side of my bed for the alarm, and I think I yeah. just made the you know where I'm gonna just go get a, a an alarm clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get an alarm clock because yeah. if my phone is right there and for some reason I wake up, which I'm grateful because I sleep very well, but I do know that you know sometimes if I wake up, I'm like, oh, and I'll just grab my phone. Rather than yes. just not fighting with it, but just trying to, you know, think or whatever, rather than grabbing something quick to entertain that overstimulation thing. You know, we always have to be thinking about something important or, you know what I'm saying? 
just go yeah, get an alarm clock. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to just go right? get an alarm clock. Okay. It I sounds have to so have the silly. Talk. I had to have this little talk with myself. I mean, I write about this stuff, but we moved and I had an alarm <laughs> clock and I had my phone next to the bed while I'm writing the book. And then I, it took me a year and a half. I finally got an alarm clock. Great. <laughs> right. But you great. did it. Just and get an alarm I clock. Did. Old school. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. And keep your bedroom sacred. You know, you shouldn't do anything but sleep or have sex in your bedroom. It should be dark. It should be quiet. You know, it should be where you rest. Because, again, we're animals. So if in bed you lie awake for hours at a time worrying about work, well, you just are training yourself to lie awake and worry about work. You know, you got to get out of bed if you're not sleeping. It's been 20 minutes or so. And if you are doing emails while lying in bed, well, then you're training your brain to be at work while it's in bed. Mm. sleep very well. You know, we just have to think about we're animals. How are we, you know, if we were training our dog or our child to sleep, would we do what we're doing? Would we watch would the you hand them your cell phone? television? Would no. you? Yeah. Would you hand them your cell phone? Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? it, it just, that just makes it, there's so much clarity there. You know, I mean, honestly, there is so well, much. Here you can. And, and would you here's my cell phone. Or would you hand them a Coke, back to sleep, honey. you know, for, for lunch <laughs> or breakfast or dinner, you know, would you hand them a Coke and say, you know, two-year-old, here's so true. you would never, ever, ever do that, right? And But we do right. that every day. We don't, don't take good care. We don't nurture ourselves enough. <sighs> we don't. Yeah. Okay, move. What's, yeah. our, what's our thyroid, thyroid movement? Move. In whatever well, what way your body do? wants to. Just move. That's as, that's right. as like, direct as like I'm going to get. stand up right then, now. So I'm standing up. Right. <laughs> well, for right. real, I think actually having the ability to have a standing desk is really wonderful. It doesn't have to cost awesome. a ton of money. You can get you can get a standing desk for, you know, 100 bucks online that goes. And I'm not saying that's nothing, but um, it just sits on top of a standard desk. Or I've had people use a shelf in their house as their standing desk. And well, I'm not saying I used stand a, all I used the a box time. one time. I mean, a box. I have yeah. a big kitchen counter. I have a big kitchen <laughs> yeah. counter. And honestly, I will tell you, Dr. Abrams, that is one of the single greatest decisions I ever made that had the greatest impact on feeling better was because I do a lot of reading and researching and all that was to stand up. I literally took, I, you know, went out, took my laptop. I gave my, my desktop to my son and I, and I put it in the kitchen. I have this big kitchen countertop and I put it in the kitchen where I had to be standing up. And it was honestly, it was hard in the beginning, you know, because of course you feel fatigued and you're like, Oh, but you, it was the greatest decision I ever made was standing up, ever. Yeah. And I have to say the same thing. I mean, I used to have neck pain, and then I got back pain, and then I started standing up, and the neck pain went away. Because the whole point is not to be stuck in one position. And sitting is really not great for the human animal. It just isn't. I mean, if you're going to sit, sit on something that allows you to be mobile and not to sink in and stay in one position like you could sit on a ball or there's a whole bunch of chairs that are now made that keep you mobile, you know, that you can move around on. Um, that is the, 
That is the idea here. If the body, humans were not made to sit in one position. Nobody does even that the, in traditional even the culture. Position seems weird. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, so what does that do to the spine? What does that do to the colon? What yep. does that do? I mean, when you yep. look at a sitting position, you're like, that's got to be bad right. for long periods of time. In a, yeah. In a traditional culture, you are carrying, walking, lifting, squatting, holding babies, picking, you know, you're, you're doing things all the time. Um, and then you're resting by taking a nap and lying down, you know. I mean, we really want to think about how do we treat our body in the way it was meant to be treated. And it typically involves a lot of movement. And you have to modify that according, and again, just like there's no one diet for everybody, there's no one movement program for everybody right. because you've got a bum knee, a permanent injury, or you've got a shoulder thing, or you have chronic fatigue. I mean, I've got patients who I'm asking them to walk to the mailbox and back, and that is their exercise for the day because that's what they can handle. Um, and then wow. I have other right. patients who I've got doing sprints up on a bicycle up really steep hills because that's what their body needs. So it's very individual and you got to listen to yourself. And I would say that most of us are naturally a little bit lazy. I mean, you could, you could think of it as, you know, calorie conservation. It was very important for the human animal to conserve calories. So you didn't want to expend calories unnecessarily. <laughs> right. But that's not really our issue for most people. We have too many calories. Um, so uh, some kind of intensive exercise, even for folks as they are in their 70s and 80s, has huge benefits in terms of longevity, independence, strength, lack of an injury, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And if you are one of those thyroid women or men that work in a long office job, my encouragement for you today would be to love yourself enough to go in and just make the comment to your office manager, whoever, and say, ever thought about getting some standing desks? And you just never yep. know. You might just be the birdie yep. on the shoulder, just planting yep. that seed. You never know. Your office manager might have been thinking about it for the last year. You don't know. That just that, hey, I love myself enough. I don't feel good sitting all the time. Can I just stand up, right? Because these millennials, that's one thing I love about them. They are changing the terms. They're like, I'm not yep. working like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, it. It's They're awesome. Like, I don't know about I, you, I but that's to... awful. <laughs> right? also, I just, and it's so simple. Have... Yeah. And, and, again, you can buy a, stand, a really good quality standing desk online that sits on top of a desk for about 150 bucks. One visit to the workers' compensation doctor for your neck pain or your carpal tunnel or whatever else you're getting from your sitting position at work is already going to be 300 bucks. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Right. You can make employers. your case. Build your case. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. So I that's actually, actually I got a stand-up desk that's just like a little, I don't know, it just it extends up and down. It's on rollers. And it works perfect for me because I have a laptop and awesome. I can take it anywhere. I can sit down if I have to. Um, and it was like $39 on Amazon. It's not pretty. It's not there meant really. to be. It's not meant awesome. to be. It's, it's very functional. And um, I love it. I'm sitting here going, where's my stand-up desk? Somebody has it. Dana's going <laughs> to put in the house has it. In, the, in the notes to the show. Because <laughs> right? that's awesome. I mean, I the stand-up desk when I first looked, they were like four, five hundred, fifteen hundred. I was like, what the heck? Does this thing like make lunch for me? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, love and connection. This is a tough one, Dr. Abrams, for our thyroid. No, not tough there. at all. Love and connection. Not, not, not tough at all because um, okay. it's what we natu- it's it's our it's our nature right and by the way you still right. get the bennies if you hug your dog so when you hang out with your pet your oxytocin goes up your prolactin goes up all these your cortisol goes down all this flood of healthy healing hormones and neurotransmitters happens and um, you're just petting your dog and by the way your heart rhythms synchronize with your pet so affection and touch and it doesn't need and yes you know romantic connection and sexuality is also really healing but it doesn't have to be that it can be hugs it can be you know I'm hanging out with my girlfriends but some kind of touch like when uh, one of my patients has a spouse who dies I often prescribe massages because they get touch withdrawal and the grief is intensified by the fact Mm. that they're no longer touched so you know I think that thinking about human affection and love and, and then being in community and friendship, it's amazingly good for your health. So it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be a church group or a synagogue or a temple, but it doesn't have to be religious. You actually get similar benefits from being in a bowling league or, you know, a garden club or any gathering of people with him. You have relationships and you're related to, and they know you and you get to talk a little bit about your life. Very helpful. You know, the, the research uh, they did at Stanford on breast cancer patients, the ones who were in support groups that met literally once a week, was not a big deal, once a week for an hour or two, double the survival rate. Wow. Double the survival rate. Wow. That's huge. So That's if you huge. are dealing with some kind of immune disease, by the way, um, it's even more important because so much of the immune response is driven by the sympathetic nervous system and the stress response. And when we're with people that we can trust and care about, and that would be an important caveat here, not hanging out with just anybody, but <laughs> right. you can love and trust, is <laughs> um, hugely important. So, you know, think about it. You know, I'm often getting my seniors to volunteer or to go to the community center or to find, you know, to get people out in the community and connected because it has such a wonderful impact on their health and well-being. And then connected to that. And even volunteering, like, right, volunteering for the elderly or uh, if you have trouble bonding with people, there's those people too. You know, you can go to an Alzheimer's community and you can volunteer to sit if you don't want the responsibility of a dog, but you love dogs, there's shelters where you can go in and yep. volunteer just to love and cuddle and play with the dog. And then you don't have to worry about who's going to walk it and feed it and everything while you're at work or traveling or whatever. There's always something, always something, right, doc? Yep. True. Always yep. something. Yeah. And then there's that crazy thing about getting to know your neighbors, you know, which we stopped doing. <laughs> As a culture, that but sounds it's also crazy. a really good idea. Wow! I know. What do you mean? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Weirdly, my husband and I both grew up with big family dinners, big yeah. family holidays. We were yep, always in each other's spaces. I think we've lost tolerance for people because we don't, we aren't with people enough to to be able to see the good sides to them. Not everybody's all bad, you know, and sometimes you got to learn to tune things out. Big families are great for that. <laughs> that is really true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to say I was just back in the Midwest. My parents are now elderly, and my dad's a retired pastor, but 
they're, all their neighbors in their neighborhood take care of them and come over and bring them food. And then the people from the church come and they take them to church and the choir practice. And I was just thinking about how intact that small Midwestern community is in terms of, uh, you know, supporting each other and being connected and how I really feel good about leaving my parents there, even though I don't live there because the community is so active. It's like, that is actually how it used to be almost everywhere. And Mm -hmm. we need it. We need it. We need to recreate it as best we can. That is, that is one thing that I really miss. I I miss living um, from living in Costa Rica. I was there for eight years. Oh, sorry. Did you hear me? Yeah. No, no, we yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was just a different culture that everybody took care of everybody. It just felt different. The culture is different, right. you know, as well. But I really do miss that. You know, then we moved to a town, you know, that's 25,000 people in, in a tennis, Costa Rica. And then we moved to Colorado Springs, which is 450,000 people. And people are busy. I don't, you know. And so the neighbors just, you know, kind of actually the neighbors on the street really are very nice. But normally, you know, it's like you just kind of come and go and, and everybody's busy. So you don't really talk and hang out. And um, I really liked that community feeling and it really did help. I think it helped to my happy, happiness factor living in Costa Rica right? for, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I was just going to say. Sometimes like if, if we have people listening out there that are like, gosh, my neighbors are off. Nobody wants to do anything. I goes, oh. Sometimes you just have to move. That's part of loving yourself <laughs> and, and going in yeah. and, and going, gosh, this is an awesome community. Look at how many single people there are, or look at how many family people there are. You know, whatever it is, sometimes you just have to love yourself enough to move and go mm-hmm. find your people, right? Mm-hmm. I know that's, or, that's or, or find your easier find your said than done. Where you live, find your community right. where you live, find your people. You know? They're there. Oh, I love that. Okay, purpose. Because we know you're probably a busy doc, and we don't want to. We don't want to. We could talk to you forever, Doctor Abrams. Yeah, Dan and I are going to need your address because we're going to come up to Santa Cruz <laughs> and come see you. We're going to do a lunar meditation we're, with you. Yeah, we're going to go out and hang out with the whales and the dolphins with you. Oh, how awesome! That's just so awesome. That's just awesome. Okay, purpose for our thyroid drivers out there. Hello? Did we lose? Hello? <laughs> oh, no. Did we lose her? No, oh, we're going to get her back. She's, did, we, she's, did we lose no, her? Oh, here she is. There she is. She's back. Did I'm you so sorry. What happened? Did you so go sorry. swim I'm with here. the dolphins? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Briefly. Yes. But I'm right back. <laughs> wow. You're quick. <laughs> we, we met after the show, Dr. Abrams. After the show. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. She's got a great laugh. That is I know, doesn't awesome she? Oh my I've God, you're laughing. Makes me want to laugh. I need to record it. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so purpose. Purpose. So purpose driver. is really about why am I here? You know what makes it matter, and it's this wonderful marriage between the gifts and talents that I have, and everybody has them. So if you immediately react by going, "Oh, that's not me," yes, you do. You could organize things. That's a talent. It's a really important <laughs> yes, it talent. Is. You could ice a cake. That's a talent. You know, it doesn't have to be <laughs> extraordinary, right? It could be simple. Right. What your gifts and talents are, what gives you huge joy, you know, and then what the world needs. 
so I do an exercise about this in BodyWise, um, and it really is the thing that makes you feel, uh, you know, connected to the world, connected to the people around you. When I did this exercise about those three questions, the thing I came up, one of the things I came up with on the end that fits those categories for me, it's something I'm, I'm good at, it's something that gives me great joy, and it's something that my community needs, is holiday dinners. You know, I have a lot of people in my house, right? This is a simple thing. It gives me great joy. It gives me a sense of purpose. I feel like I'm marking the year. I feel like I'm bringing family and friends together. I feel like we're creating connection at the table, right? It's meaningful for me. So, again, it doesn't have to be, you know, your big career about how you're going to save the world, though it certainly could be. Um, but it's a sense of how who I am, particularly as a human, is of use in the world and mm-hmm. developing that feeling and really getting connected to it and making that difference in the way that you do again makes your body go oh i want to live i want to live mm-hmm. um and if you don't think that has an impact you should look at the statistics on health and people who are depressed and don't want to live they're so sick um, they're so much less vital. Their immune system is suppressed. You know, when we want to live because we have a reason to live, the immune system's on board. The endocrine system's on board. You know, the neurotransmitters are in your favor, and everything works better because there's a reason. And so that – and being in community certainly fosters that. So I think that finding mm. community, finding your sense of purpose – has a huge impact on people's well-being, far more so than, you know, some of the medical things that we talk about. I 100% agree you know, with that. I, I do, too. And, and it's not, mm-hmm. I think so many people, like you said, want to find that career where they change the world. You know, I need to go, you know, hike Tibet with the Dalai Lama in order to find my purpose. No. <laughs> I mean, there's some people nope. that it's even a smile, right? If you can get, I always tell my kids, right, when you smile at somebody, you don't know what kind of day they're having. You don't know if they're sitting on the verge of suicide. If you smile at somebody and they smile back, that is purpose right there. Yeah. Right yep. there. If you're able to do something that simple, that's huge, right? That's purpose. Even even that, I don't know. I just, I think I, sometimes people are like, Oh, gosh, you know, because I haven't, you know, all these people doing this extraordinary things in today's day and age. I think when people are just going from one day to the next, they feel like they have no purpose because they're not, right? Smiling at somebody and getting a response is is changing the world. It is. I totally agree, Tiff. I don't know. I really, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Abrams is like, <laughs> is she okay? Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not yeah, no. making sure. <laughs> I was thinking about how, you know, no matter what your job is, like there was a grocery clerk when I was checking out the grocery store who was having the sweetest conversation with this older woman at the checkout. And that is being of purpose in the world. You know, that actually makes a difference. It doesn't matter what your job is or that you don't have a job and you're, I don't know, picking kids up at school or you're, you're, you know, volunteering for you. It doesn't, the way that you are with people has a big impact on, well, certainly it's a service to your community, but it has a huge impact on your own health. There's all this wonderful research on on volunteering and being of service and all of the health improvement that people have when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have loved this show. 
Mm-hmm. Really? That's the laughing. I mean, the laughing's the best part. I mean, <laughs> that's I need a recording of your laugh. <laughs> I know we do. I need a recording of your laugh. I swear to you. I know. That's the best. <laughs> she got that laugh. <laughs> that is so healing for me when people laugh and they've it just is. got these awesome laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> it's oh important. my god! Laughing is really good for you. Laughing is really good for you. I, well, before I swear we I would be dead if I didn't laugh. Oh, if I didn't laugh. Oh my, no, yeah, I gotta laugh. And you know, usually <laughs> Tiffany and I are laughing before we start it's every awful. show. But it really, and so and so when we start talking, we sound, you know, like I don't know, maybe dingbats or something, because we're laughing almost every show. The past couple of shows have been kind of a little gloomy because you know my situation with my father and things. But um, and so today, I we were it was gloomy. <laughs> And I remembered that we were, you know, usually laugh. And so just out of the blue, and Tiffany, I, I know you didn't reply or you didn't do anything because we were like seconds from going live. I start cracking up because it made me laugh because we weren't laughing. So, you know, laughter's a good thing. <laughs> there you go. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yes. It's yeah. wonderful. Oh. It's wonderful. Well, this book is awesome. awesome. Oh, thank yeah, you so much. Wise. It was really Pleasure to share. And this with the is world. a hardcover, reasonable price. Amazon fifteen fifty seven to a better life. I love that. Like that mm-hmm. is so no brainer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes, yes. Is there anything new on the horizon coming up for you? Um, what are you? Yeah. What are you working on right yeah. now? What's going on? I'm teaching quite a bit at um, in California at 1440 and Esalen Institute. Those are both retreat centers if people are interested in a live sort Ooh. of experience. Say those and again. You can, say it again. Uh-huh. 1440. Can you say those again? 1440. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Esalen Institute, E-S-A-L-E-N Institute in Big Sur, which is will change your life. That place is amazing. Um, uh-huh. uh, and then – you can check out all the stuff in the talks I'm giving at drrachel.com and it's all spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-R-A-C-H-E-L.com. And then I have a new book coming out in February on Valentine's day. Oh, eight. Yeah. With John and Julie <laughs> Gottman who are relationship experts, my husband and myself and John and Julie Gottman called eight dates, essential conversations for a lifetime of love. So this is my work in the love and relationship field, which I also do. And that is a really fun book about um, eight kind of crafted conversations with exercises for couples that have been together for a while and are looking to kind of, you know, dig in deeper, stir things up, get more connected, or for couples that are trying to decide, are we going to spend our lives together or not? Um, And it's those important conversations about work, about play, about sex, about money, about all the things that are hard to talk about, but really important. Yes. That sounds fabulous. Mm. Mm, I like that. What's the title? Say say it again so we can remember. It's eight, eight dates. Eight Eight dates. dates. Oh, I like that. And that's coming out on Valentine's. Oh, that's so wonderful, Dr. Abram. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing. Appreciate it. We've loved having you on the show. We must have you back sometime. Um, Thank you so much for your time today. Go hang out with the dolphins and the whales. Take pictures for us. You know, be thinking, be thinking of Tiffany and I when you're doing your, you know, meditation tonight, and you know that we're on our way. We'll we'll be there shortly. 
<laughs> We're going to come during the holidays. For the- yeah, better. You better yeah, watch out. Fine. The more, the better. When you okay. see these weird strangers uh, knock on your door and say, hi, you'll be like, oh, okay, that must be them. <laughs> yep, that's them. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. It's such my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. So glad. We'll Thank you. you. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know. He's happy. It's been like a series. It's a series of of loving these. This is one of my favorites. And from an MD, I love that. Gosh, don't I wish that we could clone these doctors. And I know. Everybody deserves to have a doctor like her. Everybody. I know. You know? I know. Yeah. Plus, toxin, God, my God, prescription per day is her laugh. Yeah, right? (laughs) Just come in and hang out with the the doc. She's going to make you feel better just by laughing, you know? I think that's so much fun. That was as I know. Seriously. It was awesome. Yep. It was awesome. She is awesome, body-wise. Yep, you can get on uh, Amazon. Intelligence for lifelong health and healing, body-wise. Fifteen bucks. Yep, on Prime. Don't I do it. We, mine. we dare you. Okay, right? guys. Thank you. We appreciate you listening. And if you like the show as much as we like doing the show, we'd love a little review on iTunes. Um, let's see what else. Um, you, of course, while you're there, you can always uh, download and listen to them. Later, and we're also on you know, Stitcher and Google Play and all those good things. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to check out thriveprobiotic.com. Dr. Abrams talked about the gut and how important that is, and she also has a great quiz. Make sure you join her on her site. Uh, she's got a great blog and speaking and all these good stuff at DOC. T-O-R, Rachel, Dr. Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, dot com. Very cool. All spelled out. She's amazing. And also, right, also check out thriveprobiotics.com. And mm-hmm. while you're out there doing all this checking, you might as well check on uh, Thyroid Nation and make sure you're <laughs> following us um, on Facebook and Twitter and all those, all those things, all the social media platforms out there. And we have a group on Facebook called Hoshis and Graves uh, Facebook support. So if you want to know Hoshis. what, who the next Hoshis, I know, right. Who the next guest is, um, you can check there and um, ask some questions and things. And finally, please, please, please go check out thyroid 30. The cart will be open. Uh, enrollment opens September 20th through the 30th. And our first wellness adventure, 30 day wellness adventure begins on October 7th. So you got to get in and you got to check it out. Um, check out thyroidrefresh.com. And you can sign up for, to get our newsletter, and we will definitely not forget to uh, send information about Thyroid 30. So excited. Mm-hmm. So exciting and positive. Mm-hmm. The happiest event, thyroid adventure you will ever go on. I promise. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Dana, and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey. We heard it from Dr. Abrams. Organic foods, amber lights, go buy an alarm clock. Move, stand up at your, love yourself enough, ask your office manager, let's get some standing desks, love and connection, purpose, all these things can change. So you have to be listening to yourself to know what is best to heal. 
Make sure mm-hmm. that you always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you on this amazing journey. And if it's not amazing, then make, listen to make the changes to be well. It's, it's critical. Can't be well without it. Got to nope. listen. Not only do you have to listen, but you got to do. So once you hear it, then you got to do. Uh, mm-hmm. She gave us some great tips for that today, too. Simple, easy. Right? You know, um, Simple, yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. This is Dana. And sometimes that's all it is. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers bringing the collective <laughs> voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Bye, guys. And we are, we are healing. We are Have healing. We are healing. <laughs> Have a wonderful <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.